0: Welcome to the God is Able radio broadcast, the ministry of Old Savannah Baptist Church. I'm Pastor Austin Frady, and we thank you for joining us today on the radio. 2 Kings chapter number 6, Bible says, verse number 1, And the sons of the prophets said unto Elisha, Behold now, the place where we dwell with thee is too straight for us. Let us go, we pray thee, unto Jordan. Take thence every man a beam, and let us make us a place there where we may dwell. And he answered, Go ye. And one said, Be content, I pray thee, and go with thy servants. And he answered, I will go. And he went with them, and when they came to Jordan, they cut down wood. But as one was felling a beam, the axe head fell into the water. And he cried and said, At last, master, for it was borrow. And the man of God said, Where fell it? And he showed him the place. And he cut down a stick and cast it in tither, and the iron did swim. Therefore said he, Take it up to thee, and put out his hand, and took it. Father, in Jesus' name, I come to you today thankful for the opportunity to be in the house of God today. Lord, I am thankful for the people that are here in this congregation. Lord, I thank you for the good crowd that you've given in the house of God today. And Lord, though many are sick, God, there's a good crowd here today. And I thank you for each one that's come. I pray, Lord, that their hearts will be helped. God, I pray you'd move in the preaching time. God, I pray give us unction liberty. God, I realize the arm of flesh will fail me every time. God, I desire not to preach in the arm of the flesh God I desire God that you'd use these lips of clay as your very own God I desire this morning that you'd help us Father for your name's sake and for your glory God I desire Lord not that men would see me God but Lord they'd be helped in their hearts today God open the heart of the hearer today Lord give a hunger and a desire God to hear something from you Lord I pray make it real in this place God I pray you'd remove every distraction every distracting thought God pull our minds in this morning God all the things the devil have us to think about in this service today God I pray you just take all them things away Lord put a veil around our mind God that all we can see is you and all we can look to is you God Always thinking about is you and Lord I pray this morning God help us God when it comes down Lord time God we make a decision as what we're going to do with what we've heard Lord I pray God give us a real tender heart God we can receive what you've given us Lord apply it into our lives I pray for every person in the building today encourage the saints of God I pray for those who might be lost God deal with them in- power, I pray, and draw them unto yourself. They might be saved. And for all that you do, God will give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Second Kings chapter number 6. You're familiar, no doubt, with this story of the axe head that has fell into the water. I'm interested tonight or this morning in the fact that the axe head fell off of the handle. And so I'm preaching this morning on what to do when things in your life fall apart. What to do when things in your life fall apart. I don't know about you this morning but I can relate to this title. Uh, There's been a lot of times in my life that it just absolutely feels like everything in my life is falling apart. There are days that I wake up on a Monday morning and I don't even know how to explain it. I mean really everything in my life will be in pretty good shape. But I wake up on a Monday morning and things begin to happen and before I know it there's been two or three things that have happened and it just feels like everything in my world is crumbling. It feels like everything in that day is falling absolutely apart. There has been days that we have come to church on a Sunday and we get here on Sunday morning and boy we're ready to go to church and we're excited about being in the house of God but we get here and it just feels like everything is falling apart. There are times in our life that we will go through seasons where it feels like our life is just so uh, unorganized and and at one time we had it all together and we was doing all these things right and everything was working out good but then we come to a season in life and we can't make nothing work out right and we can't get nothing to work and we can't get nothing to go forward. We can't get nothing to do what it's supposed to do. And it feels like everything is falling apart in our lives. There are times spiritually that in our spiritual walk with the Lord it'll feel like everything is falling apart. You're doing everything that you can do to live for God. You're doing everything you can do to try to be spiritual. You're doing everything you can do to try to live right and live clean. You're praying and you're reading your Bible and you're coming to church and you're participating in the services and and you're getting involved and you're tithing and you're doing the things that you know you ought to do but everything that you do it seems like the more that you do it the more that things in your life begin to fall apart I don't know about you but I've been there many times I expect there'll be days in the future that I will be there again when it feels like in my life everything is falling apart I'm glad to report to you just because things are falling apart doesn't mean that it's over I'm glad to report to you there is a God that can help us in the times and in the hours of our life that it seems like everything is falling apart. When we come into 2 Kings chapter number 6 we find the sons of the prophets Uh, these are men that are training under Elisha and under his ministry they are there at this place and they uh, began to say the place where we dwell with thee is too straight for us. There were several of these different places that they had schools of the prophets for the sons of the prophets and Elisha would go to these places and he would teach them and he would train them up and that's what we're supposed to do as mature Christians. We're supposed to invest in the lives of others. We should be investing in the lives of a generation to come. We should be doing something to make sure that we replenish the ranks. We should do something to make sure that if Jesus don't come in our generation, that the generation to come has the tools that they need to do what they need to do for the glory of God. If we be honest this morning, they wouldn't none of us be where we are if somebody had not invested in you and somebody had not invested in me. I'm telling you this morning, there's so many people I owe more than I can ever repay them because people have invested in me and have invested in my life. I'm telling you, I'd be a miserable shape of a somebody if there hadn't been some people down along the journey alive that have invested in me. I thank God for people that are willing to invest in, in people. There's been some days, Brother Ira, I'm telling you, I'm the least among the least, nobody of a nobody, but somebody came along and invested in me. And so may God help us. Us to do what Paul told young Timothy commit that which we've learned unto the younger men may God help us to invest in somebody else as we have been invested into so the sons of the prophets here they are the place that they dwell at it's, it's too straight for the young in other words that word translated you, you'll find that it means basically that the place was too small they had outgrown where they were and so they desire my friend to build a bigger place they said let us go we pray thee to Jordan and, and take thence every man of them. let us make a place there where we may dwell and they're talking to Elisha, the man of God he says, go ye, they have a desire to see the work of God expanded, they have a desire to see things get bigger, they have a desire to go forward for the glory of God and let me say this, not only do they have a desire and they see the need to see things go forward for the glory of God, but they're willing to roll up their sleeves and they're willing to get in there and take every man of being, they're willing not just to say, why don't you go do this or why don't you go do that, but they're willing to get down in the trenches their sales because they see the need so great and they realize and they understand that they've got to do their part to make this happen they're willing to get down in the ditch of prayer and they're willing to wade that ditch and they're willing to pray so that somebody might get some help along the way they're willing to do their part through the week to pray for their church and they're willing to do their part to pray for their pastor and to pray for his family to pray for their Sunday school teachers and to pray for the young people to pray for those who are sick they're willing to do their part to make sure that the work of God can go on and can be expanded. Uh, they don't have a whole lot to give. Uh, they're, they're relatively what we could say poor, poor people whenever it comes to the axe head it had to be borrowed. They didn't even have enough money to buy their own axe head uh, my friend but the, what they do have to give is themselves and they're willing to give of themselves by going and taking a being themselves and giving that for the glory of God to see the work of God expanded. You may be here this morning you say preach. I sure won't see God do something I don't feel like I got a lot to give I'm going to tell you you got something to give you're sitting here today you give yourself to the Lord you let God work purpose in your heart friend you've got something to give for the glory of God and you can be a part of the work of God going forward souls being saved you can be a part of God sending great revival doing great things in this day and in this hour so I'm saying all that to say this all that's free of charge not even part of the message really I'm saying this to say this uh, when we come to this uh, the fact that they get down to Jordan they they go and they do what they have asked Elijah if they can do and might I say that they, they go down there they're not doing this haphazardly but they ask the man of God permission it's a picture of, a, of somebody getting a burden in their heart and then praying about God how do we do this God you got to help us with it God gives them permission to go forward they're not doing it haphazardly they're not acting independently in their sales, uh, but they are doing it with approval of the master and they go down there to Jordan and they start cutting down them trees with the axe that they borrowed and my friend in the process of them doing a good work that axe head it comes off the handle I mean the tool that they're using it just absolutely flies apart uh, it, it just comes off and it goes into the water I want you to notice with me that while this is going on uh, my friend there is uh, this work that is taking place the timing of it is set. Uh, that these men they are they're not to just doing things to be doing things. They've been careful. They have actually put some planning and some thought into this. They put some prayer into it. And there is a tragedy that comes in a time when they are doing things right in their life. Can I say to you that tragedy, my friend, oftentimes will come to the child of God even when things are going good in our life. Tragedy will come even when we are trying to do things right. Now now, oftentimes there is tragedies that come that is a result of our disobedience. It's a result result of sin in our life and God sends some tragedy in our life to get our attention and to turn us back to Him. But likewise, friend, that's not always the case. There are some times that you're doing all you can do and tragedy will come. A hardship will come. Things in your life will just begin to fall all to pieces. How when we look at this man, these men here and the axe head falls into the water, I could say they're doing a good work. I mean, they're doing the right thing. They got a good heart. They got a right motive. How they're trying to do things. God, in the right way but they're they're doing things in the right way doing all that they can do and in their effort things begin to fall apart elisha he's god's spokesman Uh, he is in this text i'm going to use him as a picture of christ a picture of jesus and and as we look at elisha in our text uh, i want you to notice with me that before tragedy ever struck they already had a relationship with him Amen. Can I say this morning one of the best things that you can do is to make sure this morning that before any hardship ever comes in your life that you've got a right relationship with the Master. Make sure that you're where you need to be with God. I'm telling you it's miserable when tragedy comes to have to back up and and repent and get things right so you can even pray. It's miserable whenever tragedy hits uh, to have to make sure, try to get things in order. Uh, I'm telling you friend don't don't wait till you're on your deathbed. Don't wait till it's almost too late. Don't wait till you can't hardly do anything for God. I'm telling you, serve God now in the days of your youth. Young people, don't wait till you get to be an old man or an old lady. I'm telling you, don't wait until the best years of your life are behind you. You serve God now. Make sure you get a right relationship with Him now and do everything within your power to keep a right relationship with you. There's gonna be some opposing forces that's gonna to try to come to divide that relationship but you make sure friend that you're right with God you're saved by the grace of God you're on your way to heaven and you know that you're saved by the amazing grace of God you make sure that you know the master greatest thing in your life is to know the master they had a right relationship with the Master before tragedy ever come. And can I say there's going to be things that are going to fall apart in your lives as a Christian? I'm my friend, but you have a benefit. I preached a message several years ago on Job's advantage. Job had an advantage because he knew the Lord. These men in 2 Kings 6, they had an advantage when things in their life began to fall apart because they knew the Lord. They knew the Master. They had somebody in their right life that when nobody else could do anything I'm telling you they had one that could come and wait into the midst of their helpless hopeless situation and could help them and do what nobody else could do I'm telling you there's things that fall apart in my life there'll probably be something fall apart tomorrow cause I'm preaching this today everything I preach God makes me live to the glory of God I say hallelujah but I'm telling you I'm glad when things begin to fall apart in my life I'm glad there is a master that I met about 12 years ago he came into my life not just for that day but he came in to live forevermore He came in for all of eternity. He abodes in my heart. He lives there day in and he lives there day out. He's there when I'm good. He's there when I'm bad. He's there when I'm on the mountain and he's there when I'm in the valley. He is my bright morning star. He is the lily of my valley. I'm telling you, friend, he is my everything. And I'm glad when things begin to fall apart, it is not hopeless because of somebody that I know. I'm telling you, I'm glad. Twelve years ago, best decision of my life. Second best decision was when I married my wife. But I'm telling the first best decision of my life was when I accepted Jesus as my Savior. Got a right relationship with the Master. And when things go wrong, I can talk to him about it. They had an advantage because they had a relationship with the Master. Now it is very possible That this axe head Come off of the axe By reason of neglect But let's not cast No stones at them Just yet I mean you see An axe head It is a tool My friend And it needs Some maintenance It is something That needs A little bit of attention But these men They're so excited Because they get to go Do something for God And can I say This ought to be A day and an hour That we ought to be Excited to get to do Something for God I mean if God lets us do anything For him If he lets us Just pray a little prayer If he lets us I Talk to somebody for the glory of God he lets us pray for somebody he lets you sing a song he lets you teach a Sunday school class I'm telling you we ought to be excited to do absolutely anything if he lets you scrub a toilet for the glory of God you ought to scrub that toilet with glory in your soul and say thank you Lord that I get to do something for you amen and I'm telling you this morning it's exciting to do something for God knowing what God might do and what God will do I believe in the busyness and in the excitement of the work that they are doing they just God. About the fact that that axe head need a little maintenance, they forgot about the fact. I mean, things are going good. Can't you see them out there, Brother Jesse? I mean, there they are. They're felling them trees, and they're hitting them, hitting them trees, and the wood chips are falling. I mean, things are happening. He's progress being made. Glory to His name. It's going to be a big place built here. They're going to have a bigger facility for the sons of the prophets. He's going to be more preachers called up. You got to understand. Second Kings chapter number six is dark days. It's a discouraging time for the people of God but God was still doing things in the midst of them dark days and the people that got to be a part of what God were doing they were excited about getting to be a part of the work of God hey may God put in our hearts what an opportunity that we have just to be a part of the work of God I mean we're a bunch of nobodies but God made us some somebodies in Jesus and now we get to Be a part of the work of God. I say hallelujah to His name that God could use some nobodies and God could use some people like me. How they were excited about the work of God. The drive had pushed them, my friend, and the necessity of getting the work done. The burden that they had had pushed them to the point of neglect. Can I say, even in our lives, the burdens that we carry, the good things that are in our hearts can push us to the point of neglecting an needs maintenance everything seems fine when it's first put into use but as that axe head is being used in doing God's work it begins to become loose with every strike of the axe to that tree with every wood chip that falls there is a vibration because there is pressure that is being applied there is the pressure of the hands that have a hold of the handle and there is the pressure when it makes contact with the wood and with every time that there is my friend a chop made by the ax ladies and gentlemen there is pressure there is vibration Uh, there is my friend some opposition and though the axe head it is sharp and it has a cutting edge and it's being effective for the glory of god Uh, my friend with every time that it makes contact with that wood that vibration it begins to loosen the axe head from the handle and so the axe head needs some maintenance you see problems they don't really show up at first they show up when that pressure is continued Sunday after Sunday week after week trying to live for God day after day after day trying to stay where you need to be with the Lord trying to witness to somebody I'm telling you don't show up when you witness to that young lady at McDonald's but when you witness to that one at McDonald's and then you witness to the one at Burger King and then you witness to the one that, that nobody wants to talk to and God says go talk to him, you go talk to them hey they don't show up with the first track you hand out but when you try start trying to hand out a hundred a week I'm telling you friend how that pressure it'll start getting to you and the axe head'll become loose and you got such a burden to see God do something that you don't even realize. I mean, you're in such a rhythm of doing what you do for the glory of God wanting to see results and wanting to see God do something, wanting to see something take place and you don't even realize that the axe head is coming loose. So there must be some maintenance. I want to give you a few things this morning before I really get to me the message that'll help us to for our lives not to fall apart before I tell you how to fix your life when it's fall apart. If we can just maintain our axe head, See an axe head, piece of metal put on wood, two different substances that are put together. You guys that are here this morning, you know how it works. You take a wooden handle. That thing has to be carved out to fit around the axe head. Glory to God. Only God can do those kind of things in your life, spiritually speaking. But that that wood is carved out to for the axe head to fit down around it. And then you take a little metal wedge and you peck that little metal wedge down in there and it spreads the wood out and it holds the axe head to that handle. And then the old timers, they'd have them a little bucket of water. Or they, they, uh, i seen some of them even use antifreeze, some kind of substance like that they take that axe head and they put it down in that, and they let that wood swell. They'd done put the wedge in there, but they still needed some soaking so that it would swell. The wedge represents prayer in your life. The wedge, my friend, represents those times that you go to God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. And He begins tightening up things in your life. He begins helping you to hold it all together. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. they totally different than you are, different substance than you are. And such a little thing prayer is, but my, what a work that it does in our lives. Amen. And if we neglect to pray, friend, I'll guarantee you, our lives are going to fall apart. I'm telling you, friend, I am telling. You, I can tell you from experience, I've got the patches, or let me say it this way, I've got the scars to tell you that if you don't pray, things are going to fall apart. Amen. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about not just praying on Sunday morning, Wednesday night. I'm talking about praying every single day of your life. I'm talking about letting the wedge get drove in, making sure that it's right, talking to God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, Uh, talking to them, making sure for you, you're where you need to be, doing what you need to be doing, getting direction from. Hey, just having communion with them will hold your life together. I believe probably every one of us could say that in the days of our greatest failures, in in the days and the season that we are the prayerless. I believe we could say in our church that when we have went through the times of greatest hardships... Have been the times that as a church We have become complacent We thought, boy, we're doing good We're going to coast for just a little while And we did not pray like we knew that we needed to pray I'm not saying we didn't say our prayers I mean, we still say our prayer. But, but I'm talking about really praying And getting, getting serious with God Having communion with God So if you want to keep your life from falling apart Make sure you pray Make sure you spend some time with Him Then the soaking in the water it, it, It's a representation of the Word of God See, prayer and the Word of God, they go together God to speak to your heart Through prayer, the Spirit can speak to your heart but I'm telling you, when you get in the Word of God, it'll be amazing what God will open up to you. God will help you. God will keep you from sin. God will strengthen your life through the Word of God. And in these days and in these hours, I'm telling you, we're not perishing uh, from anything else except a lack of knowledge because we don't understand, no, the Word of God. I'm convinced They sometimes God's wanting to move in our lives, but we just don't really understand the ways of God because we ain't been in the Word of God. And we need to get around the Word of God. That's, that's held together by prayer, but saturation and soaking in our lives by the Word of God. This Bible right here help you keep your life together. Amen. Sir, if you want to keep your marriage, marriage together, this Bible right here help you keep your marriage together. Amen. Ma'am, if you want to keep your marriage together, this Bible right here help you keep your marriage together. If you won't know how to be a parent. This Bible right here teach you how to be a parent. Young person, if you won't know how to live soberly and righteously in this godly world, you won't do something for God in these days. You won't learn how to overcome temptation. Hey, this Bible right here will teach you how to overcome things in this world. Hey, you won't know how to get closer to God. This Bible will teach you how to get closer to God. You won't learn how to get things out of your life that you can't get rid of by yourself. This Bible will teach you how to do that. You won't know what to do in the situation you're in. I guarantee there's somebody in this Bible that God will make real to you, God will take one of these characters out of this Bible, and God will make them real, just like you're standing in their shoes, and it'll feel like you're right there in their situation. And God will say, "Look what I did for them. I can do that for you." Hey, this Bible right here—it'll keep your life together. If we'll live by it, and believe it, we'll will honor this as the Word of God. This thing will keep you by, keep you, keep your life together. Hey, this will keep a church together, brother Frankie. The devil's doing all he can do to discourage, but he's also doing all he can do to divide. I'm telling you this morning, this Bible right here will keep us together. This Bible right here, when we agree that this is God's holy, inerrant, infallible word, and it is the final authority, this Bible will keep our church together. Amen. I find that a axe head is made of a substance that is subject to Corruption. Axe head made of metal. If it's left in the elements, Brother Frankie, it'll begin to rust. And that rust, uh, many of you probably have dug through an old barn or you've seen an old piece of metal. It gets that rust. I mean, it just grows and grows and grows. It becomes so nasty. It's just unbelievable. Uh, My friend, uh, an axe head, it also, to keep your life from falling apart, that rust, it'll actually facilitate in it coming off of the the head. It causes imperfections in the metal so that it can't grip to the wood uh, like new metal wood, like slick metal wood. Uh, And when it begins to rust, even on the inside, it can't be seen on the inside but it's affecting the grip of that axe head to the handle and so ladies and gentlemen how we take an axe head oftentimes or a piece of metal and if we don't want it to rust we'll soak it in the oil amen it's an amazing thing take a piece of metal you lay it outside uh, down there at the shop we cut brake rotors we cut them at fresh metal and so uh, when you pray and when you study God's word, God's going to cut some things off your life you're going to be real fresh amen and if you leave that out in the elements, it won't take long. I'm talking about just a matter of hours where we live at the society, the, the 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 the, or the, 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 the geographic location that you and I live in, the humidity of the air, it'll cause new metal to rust in hours. Hours. Not days, not months, not weeks, but hours. But you know what we do? Take that new metal and you soak it in oil. And that oil, I mean, it's just an amazing thing. It's just it's so plenteous, it's readily available, and you just soak that thing in oil and you coat that surface of that new metal and it'll just keep that, that new metal finish just the way that it ought to be. It stands, my friend, in between the metal and it stands in between the corruption that is trying to corrupt you. You see, friend, when you get in the Word of God, you get your life bathed in prayer, there is an atmosphere around you that's trying to corrupt you, trying to change you, trying to get you to where you you can't be what you need to be so we got to make sure not only that we pray not only that we get in the word of God but we got to make sure that we get some oil on us we got to make sure that the Holy Spirit of God is working and moving and active in our lives we got to make sure that we say Lord I can't do it that." I need your spirit to empower me and to help me Lord we need your spirit to coat our lives this is why we come to church this is why I need it every time the doors are open for you because I need to be around the presence of God. I need to be around some other people that have got some oil on them, maybe even a little extra I so that when I'm getting a little dried up maybe a little bit of what they got will drip off on me. The Bible says in John chapter number 12, when Mary of Bethany anointed the feet of Jesus the Bible says the older filled the whole house. Martha, she was the worker, but she got to enjoy the smell of the, of the spices that were broke at Jesus' feet. Lazarus was the witness. He sat down at the table with Jesus, but he got to enjoy Enjoy the odor of the spices that were broke at Jesus' feet. They is getting in on the overflow. And can I say there's some times in your life, boy, the overflow will be real good. And so may we make sure that there's some oil in our lives. Oil will not only help you, but it'll help other people too. Amen. Last but not least, let me give you this. To keep from neglecting our life, make sure that you let the Master inspect that thing every now and then. I think about this while studying it, Brother Ira. That one, he's 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 felling them trees. You see, he's smart enough to know that he needs a relationship with a master. He understood that he needed Elisha, and not only did he ask Elisha to go with him, but he he uh, or not only did he ask permission to go, but he asked Elisha to go with him. He didn't just say, "Can we go?" But he said, "Can we go?" And he said, "Will you come too?" He knew that he needed him presently, active in his life. But the neglect came. In the middle of the work, he forgot to stop. He got too busy, Brother Frankie. He got caught up and maybe even a little excited with them wood chips falling. I get excited when God gets doing things, don't you? He he got excited with them wood chips falling everywhere. Brother Jesse, he didn't say, Elisha, will you take a look at this? Make sure. Sometimes it's hard for us to take that time, isn't it? Hard for us take time to pray because it takes time to pray. Hard force take time for the Word of God because it takes time in the Word of God. You know why the devil's fighting your time so much? You know why you're so busy? Because the devil knows that if you got some extra time, you might happen to pray a little more. And you might happen to get in God's Word a little more. And you might get a little oil on you. And if you had a little time, you might just let the Lord inspect you. And you might be so effective. There's too many trees falling for his comfort level. Right. Amen. So he's fighting your time. He don't have to really fight your prayer because you ain't praying because you ain't got time. Right. Amen. He don't have to fight you when you study your Bible because you can't study your Bible because you ain't got time. Right. Amen. Right. So you know what we got to realize? we got to realize that the Master has given us the work to do. He said, go ye. we got to realize that in order for us to be effective... That it's okay for us to come apart and spend that time to inspect the axe and to make sure that everything is okay. It's important to make sure that the wedge is drove deep. Make sure that the wood is saturated with water to make sure that there's some oil on the axe. It is important for us to make sure, friend, that we even let the Master inspect it. We say, God, I've been doing all I can do. I've been praying. I've been reading my Bible. I've been trying to get where I need to get for the glory of God. I've been trying to be used of you, dear Lord. I've been trying to be saturated with the oil. But Lord, I want you to look into my heart. I want you to make sure there ain't something that I meant. I want you to make sure that there isn't something there that I cannot see. I want you to make sure, Lord, you know more about this than I do. Lord, you know more about me than I even know about myself. I want you to make sure, God, there is not something that would cause me to cease from the work. See, if we don't come apart for that reason, our life will fall apart. And if your life falls apart, this is what will happen. There won't be no chips falling anymore. It's better to take a few minutes to pull back. Make sure you spend that time in prayer, time in God's Word, time under the oil, time in inspection with the Master so that you can take a little time of no chips falling so you can get back to the chips falling. Or, or you have to spend a whole lot of time trying to get the whole thing back together. Are you with me? If we, write this down if you write notes down. If we don't come apart, our lives will fall apart. Well, that's all the time that we have on the radio for today, but if you'd like to hear this message in its entirety or be a part of one of our online services, we invite you to find us on Facebook at Old Savannah Baptist Church, on our website, oldsavannah.org, or on our YouTube channel. And also, we would love to hear from you. You can send correspondence through Facebook Messenger or you can send an old-fashioned letter to P.O. Box 628, Dillsboro, North Carolina, 28725. Thank you for joining us on the radio.